Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are in a current series and it's called Infinite. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now all glory to God who is able... Hey, I could just stop right there. Now, all glory to God who is able. God is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So this series came about, so on Dream Sunday, 31st of December, I was standing down there in worship and... um, this scripture came to me, and it was, it, was in, yeah, it was in worship, presence of God was there, and God just said to me, woman, he talks to me that way sometimes, there is so, you, you, just, you, you just, you don't understand how much bigger I am, and how much more there is, and, 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 but no, really, I'm like, yeah, God. No, 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 really, there is so much more to me. There is so much more. And so this was going around inside me, and I think I got up and I might have actually said that scripture because God was talking to me about it. And then Paul and I went for a walk um, that afternoon or evening, and we were just chatting about stuff, and, and and I was talking a little bit about this scripture and what... I felt, and he said, honey, I had this dream last night. And I said, oh yeah, what was it about me? No, I didn't say that. I'm going to have to really stay on task today. I feel I'm a little bit, woohoo. Anyway, <clears throat> he said, yes, I was, I was designing a school, and, and, it was, and it was like God gave me this picture, and it was so much bigger, and it was so much better, and, and he just kept saying, in my mind, he kept saying, Paul, there is so much more. There is so much more. It is, I am huge. And I said, isn't that amazing? How God is speaking to us both differently, because we hear things, we, Paul is a very visual person. I hear words, he sees pictures. And, um, but he was saying to us and to our church, there's a lot more guys. There is so much more than what you've seen. There is so much more than what you may have experienced so far. Please don't settle. Please don't think, oh, well, now it's, you know, I'm just going to settle now. No, don't. Because God is bigger. He's so much greater. So much greater. So infinite is, that's what we're talking about this series, this January. Paul encouraged us along these lines last week. He said to make 2018 a year of living dangerously. Pray dangerous prayers. Love dangerously. Take some risks in 2018. They may not work out. That's okay. But they may. What if they do? Hey. Hey. The week before on Dream Sunday, I encouraged us to step up to the plate in 2018 and to run with endurance the race that has been set before us. Don't just stand at the starting line stretching with your ear pod, with your headphones in your ears, you know, getting all ready to go. No, come on, step up. 
Start to run. Start to run this race. And this morning, the message is called Stay the Path. In 2018, run the race that God has set before us. For us to run that race, we have to stay the path. The message version says this, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Jesus didn't only start. He also finished. Keep our eyes on Jesus who both began and finished. Beginning can be a challenge, as I've said. You know, we have to actually step up. We actually have to run. We have to choose to run. But I have found that, generally speaking, starting is a whole lot easier than finishing. You may have got the job. Now you actually have to do it. You may have said, I do, a month ago. Now you actually have to stay married. Ever tried to learn a new skill? You know, you start and you think, oh, this is good. Paul speaks Korean to me regularly because he's learning Korean. And it's hours every day. When you go for a run, anyone who's a runner, first few minutes, first five minutes, man, you are going. And then it starts to hit you and you have to keep going. That's what life is like sometimes. You're going and then it hits you, but you have to keep going. So I want to encourage you to stay the path and to finish the race that God has put before you. Jesus began, but he also finished. He didn't only step up, he ran. And he kept running until the finish line. I'm reading through the book of Ruth. I've just finished, actually. And it's a fascinating story of a woman who refused to quit when things got difficult for her. She was in a very barren place, and you know what? God turned that barrenness into fruitfulness. And if she had stopped in that barren place, that would have been her life. That would have been the snapshot. That, it was only a snapshot of the story of her life. And some people do that. They, fin- they, they stop instead of continuing to go. And as she kept moving forward, she became a very fruitful person because she stayed the path. And because she stayed the path, you know, her, her genealogy, Jesus came through that. How beautiful is that? Ruth, here, let's read it. Look, Naomi said to her. Naomi was her mother-in-law. Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined, you've got to be determined to stay the path, to go with her, she said nothing more. Naomi said to Ruth, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. You should do the same. Look, everyone else is getting drunk and having sex and having fun. He's not married. 
the drunk beat, no. <laughs> don't be such a prude, people will say. Look, I don't know why you think you're any different to everyone else applying for this job. You won't get it, you should give up. Look, no one else your age purchases a property, why should you? Look, why would God have called you to do that? You're living in a dream world. Come on, get, get realistic. Give up. Naomi said, she said, just give up, Ruth. If we're going to live in the more, in the infinite that God has for us, there are going to be times, there are going to be many times where we're going to have to quiet the voices around us and more importantly, sometimes the voices inside us, in our head. We're going to have to quiet those voices and stay the path and step into our future. Naomi's daughter-in-law went back. She returned to what she knew. She returned to her past. She returned to what was comfortable and familiar to her. Ruth chose to move forward. What will you do when the voices come? You see, the decision not to return to Moab was a defining moment in Ruth's life. And she showed incredible strength of character and resolve by choosing to stay and to move forward. She didn't know. You won't know. I don't know everything that's going to happen. She didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know that she was going to end up married to a man and have a child and, and the divinic line was going through her all the way to Jesus. She didn't know that in this defining moment because it just, we don't know, do we? But she chose to continue and trust God and he was faithful. So when I was preparing this message I, and I saw a picture of a very tiny seed that's been planted and you are thinking, it's not worth the effort. It's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the hard work. I want to tell you this morning, small seeds can grow into big trees. And that's how they start. They start as a small seed. Zechariah 4 says, Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Do not despise these small beginnings. Everyone has to start somewhere. Everyone has to start with a seed. Every great accomplishment has started with a dream, with an idea, with a seed. That scripture says that God rejoices to see the work begin. He is with you and he is cheering you on. He's saying, come on, come on, don't stop now. Jesus began and finished his race, and he began as a seed, a seed planted in the womb of a very young girl called Mary. Don't write off your seed, water it, tend it, keep going. Finish. That was my first point. Jesus began and finished his race. Let's keep reading. Hebrews 12 verse 3 says, Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God 
He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story item by item. That long litany of hostility plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Jesus never lost sight of where he was headed. That is my second point. Despite the struggles, despite the setbacks, despite the storms, despite the hostility, it says there, he never lost sight of where he was heading. You know, sometimes I think, for me, sometimes I find the reason why I can find it hard to stay the path is because I can lose sight of the goal. I can lose sight of the the destination. I can lose sight of what on earth, where on earth was I going again? In amongst the crazy, we simply lose sight and it's hard to move when you cannot see. Who was in Canberra on Tuesday? Yeah, I came, I was, I was working because I'm very good and Paul came into my office, <laughs> he said, honey, there was this ma- amazing storm, did you see this, did you, did you notice the storm? No one noticed the storm. <laughs> Paul came into my office because he loves watching storms, it's not something I love doing, but he loves doing it and he came into my office and he's standing in my office looking out the window, I was working. say honey you should see this it's amazing because you couldn't actually see across the road like across that road just out of my window you could not see across the road it was that heavy storms can be like that you can't actually see where you're going when you're in a storm you feel like everything's upside down and back to front and oh my gosh A storm can hide our destination as quickly as a heavy downpour can soak us from head to toe. So maybe, maybe you're in a storm and the smart thing to do when you're driving in a storm, of course, is to pull over to the side of the road and maybe you've done that. Maybe you've pulled over. Don't stay there. Don't stay. Get back on the path. Keep on running. Know that God is with you. Even in the storm, God is with you. He can calm any storm. The storm will not overpower you. The flames will not drown you. That's what Isaiah 43 says. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you won't drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not burn up. The flames will not consume you. You are coming through the storm. That's what I want to tell you this morning. You're coming through the storm. The other thing that can cause us to lose sight of our destination is that sometimes it takes a long time to get there. Has anyone found that? (laughs) Are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. It's the weariness of waiting. I don't think there is much more exhausting than waiting. The monotony of, of keeping on going. Sometimes doing the same old thing. I mean, what are you supposed to do while you're waiting? Keep walking. Keep showing up. Keep going. Some of you here have have lost sight of where you are headed because of the weariness of waiting. You're wondering, man, is this even worth it? 
Is it even worth it? You're telling yourself something, things like, gee, I was an idiot to believe that was going to happen. What was I thinking? What on earth was that all about? I'm going to retreat. I need to just protect myself. I'm tapping out. I thought I could keep going, but it's just, it's taking too long. I just... Quite often that happens because we've decided on the timing of a thing and we've forgotten that God is in control of the timing of a thing. We're not in control. He is. Psalm 31 says, But I'm trusting you, O Lord, saying you are my God. My future is in your hands. My future is in your hands. What a, a, a wonderful declaration to make in 2018. But I am trusting you, my God. My future is in your hands. If the thing I'm waiting for hasn't happened yet, it's because it's not the right time and I'm trusting you with it. And I'm going to keep running my race straight towards the destination because you hold my future in your hands. Or if there's something I need to do, God, you're going to tell me. God's big enough to tell you. If something's not right, he'll tell you. Don't walk around afraid that, you know, he's not going to speak to you. He will speak to you. He's God. Do you know the most powerful thing we can do while we're waiting is just to continue to show up? Look, it's not very glamorous, I know. It's not glamorous to just keep showing up. It's not, it's, it's not always fun. It's not always easy, but it's powerful. You don't get to 32 years of marriage without just keeping on showing up to the table of discussion, to the choosing of love, to the forgiveness, to the fun, to the prioritizing. You, you know, you just keep going. You don't have great friendships unless you just keep showing up. You don't have a great work path, career, unless you keep doing what needs to be done. You don't get the degree unless you keep showing up. Life is really, a lot about it is just to keep going. <laughs> just keep going. When it's up and when it's down, when it's good and when it's bad. See, maybe you've only got a tiny little thread that you're holding on to at the moment. Just hold on. That's enough. In the story of Ruth, we've already seen how God, how, how Ruth followed Naomi back to Bethlehem. I didn't say that, but if you know the story, you can read the story. Naomi went back to Bethlehem. Ruth said, I'm coming with you. But once she was there, God totally, was totally in control of, of her, her destiny. And he led her every step of the way. And he led her to glean grain from a wealthy relative of Naomi's husband. And it was this divine connection. Let's read Ruth 2. Now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband. One day Ruth said to Naomi, let me go into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who's kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, all right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grain 
behind the harvesters, and as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz. I love the Bible, and as it happened, just says things so lovely, and as it happened, God led Ruth to that field. Now, some people may call this a coincidence. But you know, God was at work, and he is at work in every detail of your life. Let me tell you that. Nothing ever escapes his notice. This leading was not a coincidence. It was the hand of God placing Ruth in the place that she needed to be for God to orchestrate his purpose in her life. He led her there. Nothing in our lives is ever wasted. Every detail has value and purpose. A seemingly random event that takes place today will one day serve a grander purpose. It will, because it's God. And, oh, we've seen this over and over again in our lives. You know, Paul and I, um, Paul and I had this, Paul left teaching, we moved to Sydney, he he left teaching because of some quite silly advice from someone who was in leadership over us at the time. And, um, and we, we ended up, as it happened, connecting with some other people in that place, in the city, in Sydney. And through connections that we made with them, it led Paul right, right, right back into teaching, came back to Canberra, started Emmaus, which is a school that he was principal of for years. God places the pieces of our life, even when we don't know what he's doing, even when we can't see what he's doing. And what I want to say to you this morning, as it happened... Eventually, the purposes of her, li of her life happened through that connection with Boaz. Proverbs 20 says, The Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? While we keep showing up, God is working. We cannot see what he's doing in the gaps. We cannot see what he's doing in the background while we're waiting and while we're staying the path. So I want to encourage you to keep going this year. Don't give up. Even when it's tough, show up. God is orchestrating for you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.